Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 1, Episode 1, it is called The Comedian. And to clarify, this is the new 2019 Twilight Zone, because it is the fourth show called The Twilight Zone, and I think that's important to point out, <laughs> just to, this is the brand new one, brand spanking new one with Jordan Peele narrating. Yep. So, here we are. Uh, so... Yeah, a lot of interesting things to talk about here. Uh, normally in episode one, we'll start spoiler-free, and I guess we will briefly, but given that every episode could technically be spoiler-free to begin with, but I don't think there's any value in that, because you're not going to come for an episode seven review if you're already going to... You know, you've made your choice. No, I think the first one, people might be wondering still, yeah. uh, just without the spoilers, but... So yeah. we'll give you warning... Uh, after a few minutes when we're going to start spoiling things, but, uh, spoiling things. Uh, but, yeah, so, first thing is, so I, I've been, I've been reviewing the classic Twilight, you know, the original Rod Serling Twilight Zone, and what's so weird about this is that it starts off, it goes straight into the story, right? And it gets to, and it, it goes a good five minutes, and I'm like, where's the, where's the, like, the opening narrator bit? Like, when, when when's yeah where's jordan peele kind of go- pops in after a scene <laughs> when does when's jordan peele going to reveal himself and don't get me wrong in the original twilight zone sometimes you'd get like a scene before the, the voice would come in and sort of like set up the story but this was like a good like maybe even 10 minutes maybe yeah, not quite yeah, that I think much. when it was closer to, closer to 10 i'd have said yeah uh, but it's a while you know and then the voice comes and they, they do this thing where it, the camera goes like past a wall and like peele's sitting there so the, the, we're going to see him every time yeah he, he's in the next room essentially yeah. Um, and he does his does his thing, and then we get the opening titles, uh, which is basically look. We're in twenty nineteen. We can do all these fancy CG things with the the, the title. Uh, yeah. Because if you go back and watch the original one, it's a very simple thing. So, I mean, it's the same basic idea, but it's very simple in comparison. This this has like a big eyeball that forms in CG and turns and looks yeah, at you. And... It's, a, it's a little bit obtuse. It's a bit over the top. I mean, it's a little bit just because we can. Yeah, yeah. It felt a little bit a bit far on it, but. Uh, especially since Twilight Zone, I feel like even though the, the stories are obviously outrageous, because the whole point is that a we're a little doing... bit of a more refined, yeah, style to to its uh, to, to its presentation. It's a it's a classy show. Like, yeah, you watch. I mean, even here like, with with Peel, but you watch the original with Rod Serling. He, you know, at the end when he comes out in that suit, you feel like, oh, okay, this is a, a classy man who's here to tell me a story, a, tell me a tale. Yeah, I feel like you know the the current trend of all the the cable intros. You know the the, the atmospheric music, the yeah. you know, the, the images, that would probably suit this version of Twilight Zone. Yeah, although I mean, the speech is the uh, you know the, spe- the speech he says as the tales are yeah. playing out is just a classic speech for, for more or less. May have been tweaked a bit, but uh, yeah, you know that, that, that's that's perfectly fine. But it just it caught me off guard just how over the top this CG intro was. A little bit zany, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, so so the first episode it stars uh, Camille Ninjani, who I uh, who I mainly know from the Big Sick, uh, yep. and he so he is actually a comedian, <laughs> so he's playing a comedian in this, and uh, the plot of this episode is that he he meets one of his idols played by Tracy Morgan, uh, who basically gives him this advice about you know opening up and doing personal because he does a lot of like political material but which doesn't get a lot of laughs. He keeps trying to talk about the Second Amendment. Uh, yep. And then he changes up his material to start talking about things that are actually in his life, um, but mysteriously, when he when he tells this story uh, about uh, who's, who's who's the first person he talks about? It's, again? The, it's the dog. It's the dog. Yeah, he tells a story about his dog, and then his dog disappears. You know, when he goes home, the dog's gone. It's vanished, 
Uh, and then so he kind of re- comes to realize that over the course of the episode, anything he brings up from his personal life in his comedy will be erased from from reality. And that's yeah, kind of the it's premise. not just that it vanishes; it's that it never exists in the first place. No one else remembers it. Yeah, the history is wiped. Like you know, it's like all of a sudden there's no photos of his dog on his phone anymore, as if it was never there. Yeah. So uh, that, that's the that's the basic premise of the episode. Connor, did you enjoy this first episode of the Twilight Zone? Uh, it's okay. I didn't love it. I'm I'm kind of on the same boat. I I, I actually I think it's pretty well shot. I, I I'm. I'm optimistic yeah. going forward that we can have some really great episodes. I think the the main problem I have with this episode is that it's 55 minutes, and you know, classic Twilight Zone was typically 25 minutes. I honestly look at this one and go, this should have been 25 minutes because yeah. five minutes into, or just say 10, but by the time it gets to the you know, the opening titles, I got the point in the message of the episode. And it never actually really changed it by the end. It never did something that, that put in a swerve that says, here's what it's really about. No, no, it was exactly what I thought it was, it was based on those good, first 10 minutes. There's a good 15, 20 minutes of this episode in the middle that is just him choosing who to delete next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and going, uh, and you could cut all of that out. Yes. You know, you, you, there's still And still have enough examples of getting the point and the message across and having a journey for I mean, hell, you, you can still have all the examples. You just have to do a montage. Do a montage, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. After the... Honestly, the dog. You have to have the dog, then you have to have the first person that disappears. After that, montage it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can just get to the point. I think, I think there's thing. a point where you have uh, the first person, because the... Should we just do spoilers? Uh, full spoilers, though, for the episode. Yeah, we'll just do spoilers now. Because <laughs> the first person is the nephew, and he gets rid of him accidentally. Yeah. I think then the next one, uh, you need one example after this of him choosing to put to actively sure, yeah. erase someone. It's worth mentioning. But we have all... about eight of those. But it's worth mentioning the, the nephew is different from the dog and it's the one that proves like instantly that it's happening because he's in the crowd watching the comedy yeah. act and then he looks back and he's just gone like it's instant yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's looking around afterwards thinking oh he's left when he looked away and yeah and there's a lot of things in here like you know at one point he he tries to just base it on a guy he met in the bus because he's run out of people till like, he wants to make disappear this neo-nazi that's been on the bus but it doesn't work because it's not someone had personal in his life um although it still kind of works with uh some audience members later he, he gets enough information out of these hecklers to kind of make them yeah. disappear that's that's the scene where i'm immediate if, if there's one that i'm cutting away from it it's yeah. that one and uh, I, I guess the point of that scene is at that point is like try to say that it, eventually you start taking from your audience as well but i mean obviously the, the main message of this episode is that being an artist and in this case a comedian he it basically takes pieces of himself it takes pieces of his life uh, it takes a lot out of him right and yeah. ultimately it'll take the ult- ultimate price and that he'll eventually have nothing but then the ultimate thing at the end of the episode is that he's he basically decides this is not worth it and he makes himself disappear because and i, I almost get annoyed that peel actually said this in his narration at the end because i thought it was pointing out too much but as, as peel puts it at the end he would rather be a nobody than be a somebody if it costs all this because he, he had a girlfriend he had all these people in his life yeah. that were, were great and then it you know all went away um, so, so, so the message is fine. The, the, the actual moral and the the story of what it takes to be an artist and commit to it, and you know, put yourself into it, and how much it takes away from you, all that stuff is there. That is fine. It just it spends like probably it's probably twice as long as it needs to be. There is there's because uh, there's a point where 
he makes his girlfriend's mentor disappear and the butterfly mm. effect of that changes her life. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a valid one to see. But it felt like it took so long to get to that point of just random people disappearing with no consequence to him. Because yeah. we'd seen so many of them where it's like, no, we, we didn't need all of this. And it just felt like it was it was padding out. Yeah, it just it was too much. It, it, it didn't have restraint. And I guess that's just the... the, the, the being on a streaming service they just they don't necessarily need to have restraint yeah we've seen it before so i mean the one the one upside to this being an anthology is that every episode is going to have a different director different writer this isn't necessarily going to be a problem going forward if i believe i read that the episodes vary from 35 to 55 minutes so i wonder and that doesn't mean to say that everyone that's 55 minutes is going to be a bad episode because yeah that, that that story may actually lend itself to 55 minutes. It could. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that all the 35-minute ones are good, be, yeah. They, they could be bad for different reasons. It's interesting, though. I think there's, there's a real interesting thing here where in a post-Black Mirror world, we have a new Twilight Zone. And no, it is interesting. It's, it's almost a novelty. Yeah. And obviously, the one big difference is that Black... Or sorry, Twilight Zone doesn't need to always revolve itself around technology or that kind of sci-fi it can do different things like you know because here doesn't really explain why things happen like tracy morgan's character is just kind of mysterious and kind of inspires this it's almost like he gets a life lesson from his mentor if you you take the whole thing as an allegory rather than like literally happening you know he gets a life lesson from his mentor and that's it it's that simple yeah Uh, and you know and by the end because what my favorite character in this actually is probably uh, i think her name is dd the other comedian Who who is always at the club and always like sort of banners with them. She was really funny. Like she was constantly she was. cracking me up. Um, you know, at one point she walks out of the scene saying "suck my vagina," and then there's another scene where she's like, "Oh, if I was straight, I probably wouldn't be with you. I'd be with like an Idris Elba type, but I'd probably throw some pussy your way sometimes, just out of respect." <laughs> there was just there, she had this really biting wit that just was yeah. always funny and confident. Uh, and I, I was almost wishing this the episode was a bit hard because it was more interesting. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like Camille Gianni. I think Camille Gianni's uh, great. And yeah. the other thing that probably hurts this episode a little bit is that all the jokes that were making the audience laugh weren't actually that funny. And I get that that's kind of intentional because the point here is not so much that they are funny. The point is is that just by him putting his life into it, it's making them get a reaction. But it. And it was less of a problem as that the further it got along because it became, again, it was just really metaphorical. It got obtuse as it went on. Yeah. Right? But early on, it was kind of weird how he would just he would start talking about his dog instead of what he was talking about. And people started laughing. My, my dog's named Cat. And they all start buckling in laughter. And I'm like, that wasn't funny. <laughs> it's a little bit too far, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you. And it's like, you know, he's like, he, you know the, the actor's a comedian. Camille Ninjani is a funny comedian. <laughs> Let, let him go off on one on this. Yeah, let, let him write the jokes, maybe. For, for you know, Write the script, but let him do the jokes. Like Say what the point of the jokes need to be, and let him do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say. It's got to revolve around, you know, a person. Yeah. Just, you know, riff on that. Yeah, do whatever. Yeah, pull whatever you want into it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it was, like, a terrible episode. Like, it wasn't, like, hard to watch. It was a bit drawn out, and therefore a bit tedious in the middle, but... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I felt it, especially in the middle of the episode where I realised that oh yeah. we're just doing this for a while. Yeah, I found myself checking out a little bit. Um, it looked I good though. I, I thought the the general style of how it looked, the presentation was. Slick. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. 
It was a, it was a slick presentation. Uh, it did have a good cast, like I say. You know, there, there was a lot of supporting players who I I I, I quite like. Even though like the guy who runs the club, you only see him in a couple of scenes, but he he's got a funny little scene with him at one point where he kind of it becomes clear he doesn't know their names, and he kind of like yeah. says it after. And you know, there's just there's, there's enough of that. The cast is pretty good. Um, it's a very slick, technically well put together episode. The script's just yeah. twice as long as it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, which really really harms it in this case. Because classic Twilight Zone, if you, if you ever go back and watch them, uh, they're always in two halves because of the ad break, right? So you, there's always this point in the middle where you, go, you get the title screen because it, it's went to an ad break. Sure. And they, they, they are two-act shows. Whenever you go back and watch those episodes, the first half is setting up what the thing is, and then after the ad break, it's dealing with the consequences of whatever the first half set up. Um, and yeah. it's a really neat thing. So I, I can actually look at this episode and just go, so the end of that, that, before that ad break, is when the first person disappears. Or or maybe more specifically, when he realises he's having success because of it. Um, and yeah. then you come back afterwards, and then it's the story of him getting to the realisation where he's making people disappear, it's too much, it's taking too much out of him. Because the ultimate thing where he has to, because you, know, you think he's going to make his girlfriend disappear, right? Because yeah. she's in the crowd, it's the only person he's not made disappear she, yet. She's goading him into it. Yeah. And instead, he makes the choice to talk about himself. And uh, the choice is fine. The arc is fine. It just takes a bit too long to get there. Yeah, it is. I think there's only four times we should be doing the disappearance thing, and then a montage. I think you know the dog, the kid, um, the one where he makes someone disappear out of because he can. Uh, it's probably the 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 fat comedian guy. Yeah, uh, you probably do that one, and then himself at the end. I think everyone else in between all of that is a twenty second montage. Yeah, except maybe the mentor dude. You probably need him. Oh, the mentor dude. Yeah, probably. But that said, though, do you need that whole subplot? Um, do you do you need the idea that it's it's ruined her career in the middle of that? Do you that, know what? No, that's that's. I, I'd probably take that instead of the guy, uh, the other comedian, because yeah. they both do similar things. Of hey, you know, there's consequence. One's a good consequence. One's a bad consequence. Uh, with the the guy, he was a, a drunk driver and killed. You know. A, a parent and a kid, right? Um, and that gets undone essentially. Yeah. What do you think the purpose of making him have that that in his backstory was? That was that was an interesting. Was it just just to have a guilt free erasure, like he could take him away yes. without feeling bad? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it was. I think it was just so that uh, he could get a taste of deleting someone and feeling like he's done something good. Uh, yeah, because he's saying afterwards, he's like, "Oh, I saved two lives because now that 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 mother and yeah. child didn't die." Yeah. So I get the point of it, um, and then the point of the you know the the men the the mentor is the doing it for selfish reasons and it ruining someone's life uh, with the, I, that. I'll be honest, effect. I still I still think force too many. I, I still I still think you condense it more than that. Uh, I I think you make it more streamlined. I think all you really need is the idea that he does it for success. Um, I I would take out. I would take out the mentor. I would probably take out that entire subplot of take out of, that entire thing, yeah. Because I don't think you need it. I, th- I think you just need the idea that he's becoming successful. You go through a montage of him erasing a bunch of people, and it's just her that's left, and he has to make the choice. And then that's when he makes the choice to you know what? It's not worth taking away everything. No, I get it. I think the only reason I like the mentor one slightly more than some of those is the uh, the fact that it has consequence to his life more so than any other thing that does it's the one that makes him stop and go oh shit i'm changing things that can affect me 
I, th- I think um, it almost spills it out too much though because and this is fair, and, yeah. and ultimately maybe even makes it still a little bit selfish because it's still about him almost because that's it's true. affecting his yeah. life whereas if it, if that, none of that was there and it was just no the girlfriend's the only one that's left there's no one else and then he has to make the choice it's not worth this cost and then that's when he makes the choice and I think you get this episode down to 30 minutes tops yeah I think at, at that this could be a really good tie episode yeah um, at this it's I think I like it a little bit less after talking about it <laughs> because I can see just how easily it can be fixed yeah yeah, you t- uh, take a pair of scissors to the script, and I feel like you could really improve this one. Yeah, do you know what the worst part is? Most of this you could cut from from this. You could edit down to a great episode. Like you wouldn't even need to change the script. Anything. Yeah, you could just you could just cut scenes out of it. Yeah, yeah. You could do a fan edit, and it would it would probably fix most of the problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's kind of frustrating. But I mean, there's nothing about this that makes me remotely like worried about the rest of it because I, f- I feel like this... no it's it's an anthology if, if i'm getting three or four in a row at the start where i'm like eh, okay that's a different matter because then it's okay yeah i'm always good there might be a good one yeah but it becomes a you know there was still potential in here this, this was not like a no, it was. lost cause no. it's not a lost cause but if 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 i get four episodes in a row that are kind of feeling like this i don't know if that's worth waiting for that that one standout episode. After that, it's 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 not the best first outing, but it's it's definitely there's potential in there. There's a lot of good elements of the episode. Yes, uh, but like it really needs trimmed down. Uh, it, like a good like thirty percent, forty percent of it needs trimmed out. But we'll see. We'll see. Episode two is obviously episode two is also uh, we're going to be doing this week because it, it the the put they it together. The first two together. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be doing, uh, and it's a remake of a classic episode, the next one, uh, which yeah. I don't believe this one was. I think this was a new original this story. this is original, yeah. But uh, the next one is definitely a remake of an old episode. Uh, one that's been remade a couple of times, actually. Yeah, so. what, are, what are the more famous ones? So, yeah, so we'll, we'll join Adam Scott in the next one. Um, but, yeah, how, how did you find Peel's uh, narration bits? I mean, they were fine. I don't have a strong opinion yet. Ask me in a couple of episodes when I've got a bit more of it to, to judge on. Yeah, I'm so used to Serling at this point that it is. It feels a bit weird having a different voice in it, but I'm sure I'll get used to him. Um, yeah, it's not like... Uh, there's nothing wrong with anything in this episode from him. Uh, it's nothing particularly, you know, or, you know, this is fantastic mm. either. You know, it's just like, okay, he's there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and we do a shining thing at the end where uh, uh, Samir's image is on the, the mural behind him. Maybe the camera like, yes. goes in... Uh, and he's just kind of, kind of there, very shining. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's almost like everyone at this club who eventually disappears gets added to the wall or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it was getting at. <laughs> yeah, I assume that was the case. Yeah, because obviously at the end, uh, yeah, Chase Moore is there working on Didi. It's like, oh hey, how 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 do you uh, like some advice? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. The implication that okay, he just cycles through them. Yeah, I mean, that scene for me felt like, I don't know if I need to set up the idea that this is something that he keeps doing. <laughs> like, I don't know if I needed that part of it. That, yeah. that felt a bit tropey, I suppose. But And also a little bit frustrating in that she was already much more successful than he was. So why would she feel the need to sink into this? Yeah, she didn't need the help. She was doing just fine. Yeah. She was doing just fine. Like, because, uh, you know, the, the big climax of the episode is, is okay, the two of them are going to get picked for this. One of them can get picked for this TV show, right? Uh, 
and it's whoever is essentially the best uh, at this performance. And she's she's neck and neck with him just on her own performance. She doesn't really need the help. Yeah, I think you're thinking about this too much in a logical sense. It's not really... I, I get it. Maybe I taking know. as literal as this. I, I know, I know. Yeah. Which I think is something you're going to have to kind of accept going through this, because twi- a lot of Twilight Zones like this were... Oh, no, I don't really have a problem with this. I was yeah. just, just you know, as we're on it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the first Twilight Zone uh, of the new 2019 series. It is worth mentioning, I've been reviewing uh, the classic Twilight Zone with Tara. Uh, that's been going up once per week, so go check out that as well if you want some uh, retro reviews. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, let us know what you thought of the first episode, uh, the new one, in the comments. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. That does help us out a lot. Uh, you can get us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV If you want to support us over there financially, you can do it for as little as a dollar per month. And you can uh, get some stuff early, some exclusives, all that kind of thing. Uh, if you want to buy some merchandise, like the one I'm wearing here, you can uh, go over to the stores. There's a link in the description to both the US and the UK store. You can get yourself a shirt or a hoodie. You shill. Hey, it's easy to promote when you're wearing one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, go have a look, see. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Let's see, we always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>